0: that's like yeah, yeah nothing is worse than your opponent tanking for 30 minutes with arcbound worker in their hand. not literally 30 minutes it was like three i called a judge like he was slow playing
1: oh did you actually call a judge for like yeah. pace yeah i've never the... done it i've been tempted to before at like 1ks and stuff but like
0: that was I've a great free.
1: Actually, done it so
0: like i wasn't trying to start the day one one and one but i did
1: I always feel like the judge is gonna look at me and be like, "Really, man? Like, I don't know." I feel like they're just gonna think I'm an angle shooting piece of crap.
0: Like, no, man, that's what they're there for.
2: I to do not ever look a crop.
0: Oh no! <laughs> Ready? For the worst. Yeah, that's uh. We're recording Travis, so I can edit this part out. But yeah, do a rolling <laughs> intro. I mean, we're already recording here just want to let it hang. Just want to let it hang? (laughs)
2: I'm going to leave this in. (laughs) We'll do this. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Eternal Implications podcast, the podcast that will still beat you on turn 3 after mulling to 5. Today we'll be talking about the London Mulligan, the current state of modern, and what we will be playing in the upcoming modern playoff on June 22nd, which is a very pertinent date. Uh I want to just add a little caveat. Gilbert and I went 2 and 2 at our LGS's weekly Modern tournament, but Freddy went 3 and 1. So trust everything <laughs> he says. Absolutely. How are you guys doing this week? <laughs> uh, well, I
0: picked up my puzzle boxes cheap before they started getting outrageous, so I'm doing well.
1: <laughs> uh I'm I'm doing pretty well until I saw what uh pre-orders for Foil Horizon Lands were going for and it hurt me inside how about you travis how
2: are you doing uh i'm pretty good because i determined my deck doesn't need uh horizon land which i'm pretty happy about <laughs> <laughs> mine's not getting one so <laughs> even oh, better let's yeah. probably just play blue red and pretend like you have bolt up <laughs> send a message <laughs> that seems good dive into our topics because time is of the essence uh Today we received a statement from Ian Duke on behalf of the DCI regarding the London Mulligan. So, quote from the article, starting with Tabletop Core Set 2020 pre-releases on July 5th, the new Mulligan will be used for all play. It will become officially reflected in the comprehensive rules with the M20 rules updates on July 12th, which you know we're about a month away from. And so for those of you who don't know what the London Mulligan rule is, from the article, essentially each time you take a mulligan, you draw up to seven cards, then put a number of cards from your hand equal to the number of times you have mulliganed this game on the bottom of your library in an order of your choice. Your starting hand will still be down a card for each time you mulligan, but you'll always get to select that starting hand from a choice among seven cards, unlike the current Mulligan rule, which is the Vancouver Mulligan, there's no scry after you decide your starting hand. So, what are your guys' initial thoughts on this Mulligan rule for modern specifically? Um, I think the Doomsayers are out of their
0: mind. And if they're really all selling out a modern, uh, hit me up on Twitter at ours is the Fury. I'll buy all your fetch lands for ridiculously cheap. <laughs> um, but I think, it's, uh, I think it's nothing but positive. I like we've tested with it a good bit. There was a lot of testing on Moto. They tested with it at the mythic eh, mythic championship. It's fine. It leads the lesson on games. It doesn't make combo any scarier. It like it doesn't make Tron this absurd like rage beast. That's going to kill you any more frequently than they oopsed into already. Like it's it's fine. I'm I'm excited for it. Just from the testing we had done with it at our weekly modern events, like you know it it lets it lets you sculpt your hand a little bit, but it's not like you're impulsing at the beginning of the game like it's it's just not it's not the case it It's still a fair and reasonable way to do things. You're still down cards, you're still at a disadvantage um and for every combo piece you're you find your opponent's finding a hate piece, so it is what it is i'm I'm really, really stoked. they decided to keep it. Yeah, I I think when we were looking at this and I was doing
1: a little bit of poking around right today and looking at some really interesting stuff, not all of it magic related, but the magic related stuff, people, but serum powder, but ley line, but this, but that. And it's like you mean all the cards that were available to the best brewers in the world, the most competitive players in the world testing for like a month and a half with this on MTGO and they still did nothing. Yeah, that's that's what I think about it. It's like, I think it helps out. People have, uh, and Gilbert, you were the one who kind of like got me on this. Uh, you just have less non-games with it mm-hmm. because I draw seven each time. And hey, now I actually have like a keepable seven. I pick two cards from this to go on the bottom of my deck. And I'm still at a two-card disadvantage on my mold of five. But I play on this podcast, so I'm still going to beat you on turn three. So that's just the way it goes sometimes. <laughs> Or I lose horribly. That's the other way it goes a lot of times. So, so 40% you're... of the time, it works every time.
2: Yeah, well, that's <laughs> sound logic, actually. Uh... <laughs> so if playing... uh, I'm, I'm
1: in favor of it. I, I think that it's good. I think it's better than the Vancouver Mulligan. I think that it's not going to put us in a dangerous spot. Uh, I'm a burn player, and actually, one of the things I was reading on the Lava Spikes subreddit today was somebody talking about how they were so upset because, well, they obviously didn't take into account Leyline of Sanctity, and it's like, well, because right, no
0: one plays that. You're
1: right because no one plays it. And then <laughs> it was this long tirade of how like four people at his local shop have three Leylines in their board, specifically for him. And I just thought of you, Gilbert, with uh, your old Affinity deck and. You know, stony silences and all sorts uh, of artifact aid.
0: Yeah. So I just, three, I, coffee, I thought it would be stony.
1: <laughs> it just kind of like touched me close to my heart. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that's cute because I don't think anybody's bringing in Leyline of Sanctity.
0: I'm bringing in Cop Red.
2: Like, <laughs> uh, that is modern legal. Yeah, it is. It I absolutely
0: foil, is. I have a foil ninth edition one. <laughs>
2: Get them. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I'm largely of the same opinion as you guys, mostly because I'm a combo player. So (laughs) pro London Mulligan. I do have uh, some concerns, and we'll hit on them right now. In addition to uh, that article, they mentioned that they currently don't have any specific cards or decks that they expect to have to target with BNR changes. Um, The obvious one, which... Uh, exploded onto the scene with war of the spark is neoform uh recently top aided an mcq which was pretty much open to everybody i don't know how many people entered but it was a huge event and i was gonna play it but then my mom or my not my mom my wife who is a mom (laughs) wanted wanted to take our son to a parade and it was the oh it's the dumbest parade ever i hope she doesn't listen to this but uh i'm gonna tell Alyssa. <laughs> my
1: my wife also took our son to that parade but i stayed home
2: oh, lucky uh anyway new <laughs> new top aided and it's just like wow without the london mulligan rule it did and from the first time we mentioned this deck there's a bunch of little iterations like you can see little changes that are so cool like playing Edge of Autumn or Life Goes On because you sacrifice the Allosaurus Rider, you get to gain the extra life, which gives you essentially a free um, Nourishing Shull. This deck is pretty potent. So do you guys have any concerns about Neoform? Not really. Um, I think
0: both the blue and the black wrath, (laughs) uh, especially the blue one, answer it pretty handedly. Um, People will start playing... Draft Digger's Cage and their sideboard again.
2: The blue um, and the black what?
0: The blue and the black um, force uh for Modern Horizons. They they oh, both Okay. Yep. Yeah, they, they both Shit. answer this deck, right? So it's I they're gonna get to draw seven off Gristlebrand, but they're not gonna get to attack with them, which is relevant. Uh, but you're still gonna kill it with the Black Wrath. Blue Wrath's just gonna counter their Neoform or their Ultra Evolution. Blue Force, you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I keep saying Blue Wrath. Um But yeah, I I don't see it being any more of a problem than any other combo deck. This deck actually reminds me a lot of when people were freaking out about Grishelbrand initially, because uh, that's all this really is at the end of the day, is a slightly more consistent Grishelbrand. We have to ask ourselves is slightly more consistent. There's a couple things.
2: Matter. It's not going through the graveyard yeah. either. And yeah, I think... It's much more Sorry, like I... going th- off on turn one.
0: Yeah, it, it, yeah, and but you do need specific cards for turn one. Like you need your land, you need your Chancellor of the Tangle, like you have to have either Neo or um either Rider or a Pact. You have to have your Neoform. Like it does have to line up. And I've played it against it a few times and like it's powerful for sure, but I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's any scarier than a lot of the other combo stuff running around. Amulet Titan's still a scarier combo deck to me. Uh, because they have inevitability absolutely if this deck just fizzles they're probably just dead um amulet titan if they miss on a turn if you're not presenting a clock they're just going to kill you on the next turn and that's and that's my issue with people like talking about neoform is that if it fizzles it's done it reminds me a lot of belcher in legacy actually belcher is a scary deck if it goes off but sometimes it just loses to itself and this is going to do that too like it, it's just the way it is
1: yeah that's what i was going to add on it like i played a league a while ago, and um, my two wins in that league actually were two, or no, that was a league I went four and one in. Uh, but my wins, two of my wins in that were Gristlebr or not Gristlebrand, Neoform losing to itself. Yeah. I never got to take a turn three on any of the games, and it lost to itself two of the three games.
0: Yeah, I like the coolest thing about Neoform. Is the same thing about these uh, these uh, Niv uh, uh, Mizzet decks? I almost said Niv Magus. These Niv Mizzet decks is safe right quest to see play, <laughs> which reminds pretty weird. Yeah, like I never thought I'd be seeing safe right quests in like top eights of premier events or five owing leagues. But you know that that Niv Mizzet deck has five owed like fourteen times now or something that we've seen in the dumps, and I'm like, geez. So, I you know, it, it is what it is. It's another combo deck on the block, but I, we have the tools to fight combo. They, they just gave them to us. So I don't think, like these people screaming for bans already, they need to wait. Um, I'm very heavy-handed with policing formats, and I'm even saying just, just chill out, just wait. I think this deck is fragile, and I think it loses to itself enough that it'll be fine, and the tools we've been given will help us fight it.
2: Okay. Uh well I guess you guys have had different experiences with this deck than I have. <laughs> <laughs> I lose I to this deck on turn one or two almost every single time I play it. Wow. And I have to mulligan pretty hard to spell pierce. So I started playing four spell pierce in my seventy-five just because this deck exists. With the London Mulligan rule, I think I have to main board two or three just because it's so prevalent on Magic Online. Uh Freddie is right. I had the same experience where the games I have won, uh, like three out of ten, probably uh, my ten matchups, I've won three. All three were to the deck losing to itself. Uh, I I haven't actually killed them with infect uh, since I played <laughs> them. So <laughs> yeah. I, I'm much more concerned than you guys are. So we'll see.
0: I don't know. Maybe I'm coming from a place of somebody who wants to be actively playing Counter Magic and in fact doesn't like if i die to turn die to it on turn one yeah that's gonna suck especially if i don't have a force in the coming weeks um but i already play spell pierce i already play spell snare both of which punish this deck pretty thoroughly yeah, um do. so i'm like i'm not concerned and maybe that's because of what i play uh but yeah I, if this is a better, gets better matchup yeah, yeah i think i might be coming from that that place Cause um and I-, I think if this deck does get better you know control like blue white x is already nine and a half percent of the meta or whatever um
2: you know it's like 40 percent on magic online
0: yeah oh well, i believe you uh freddie and i were doing the numbers right before this um yeah it, it's it's everywhere and i love it <laughs> i think uh i think too when we look at this
1: uh, maybe right now people are still figuring it out and as it becomes more streamlined and people get better at playing it you know it could become more of a concern to me but I think when I was playing against it it was like a week or two after it popped and people are like fumbling through it trying to figure out uh, misplaying as bad as I misplay Scape Shift, so you know <laughs> <coughs> we'll see what uh, happens going forward
2: yeah, speaking of what's going to happen going forward, let's talk about the current state of modern. We have these two huge like shifts in the format, one being modern horizons, and then number two, this Mulligan rule coming into effect. So as of, uh, I think it's June 15th. June 10th? June 12th? Something? Yeah, somewhere June, around there. June 15th. Or maybe June 14th That is probably the right date, where... Modern Horizons is legal for Modern. Uh, sanction Magic. Great. And then uh, it's not until a month after that that we have the... July mulligan. 12th.
1: Sorry, that's what I was referring to for the mulligan.
2: So that's a month later. Where do you guys see the format going from here? Obviously, we have a pretty diverse format at present. But how are these two huge shifts going to affect Modern? I think Modern is only going to
0: get more diverse. Um, I've been watching Versus Live a lot uh, recently. If you guys don't, I highly recommend it. Ross and Todd, um, their chemistry is really great, and their gameplay is also really great. Just seeing some of the things like the Loam Deck or the resurgence of Marty Pyromancer, because I think Marty Pyromancer is about to be back big way, um, which is a little frightening for me because it does have a good blue-white matchup. Um, so uh like the seasoned pyromancer decks and with dreadhorde Arcanist and <laughs> these loam decks with the cycle lands and with ren six or without ren six and just a green black deck with the cycle engine um bridgevine with uh cabal therapist humans with the the mariner guy that I think is not main deckable but night captain of EOS um you know the the combo decks with Urza um, people will still play dredge. Like, I I think I think modern is only going to get more diverse. Um, I I do think the onus is going to be on the fair control decks to have to police it a little bit with some of the degeneracy that'll pop up, uh, like neo forum and like the urza decks. Um, but I I think that's a fine spot to be in. I think that's where we were with twin. But unlike twin, you don't have to worry about holding up some, uh, you know. Narrow piece of interaction uh, for your opponent killing you on turn four. They're they're playing they're playing with their cards open, like they're they're playing fair, um, and I think that's actually a fine place to be. Miracles fulfills a similar role in Legacy, and I think that's a, a completely reasonable. Thing again.
1: Yeah, I think uh, you know, like you said, there's going to be a lot of shake up diversity. Um, I think people are going to be tempted to try new things or try improving our that aren't exactly the most viable right now and hopefully some of those do become more viable um, and then also with that i think you're going to see some stuff that comes out to help revive some of those like 1.5 uh you know tier 2 decks so uh, i'm excited for the new lands for burn i think that's going to give a lot um, a lot of gas for it uh Force of Rage is definitely the best card printed in the last decade, <laughs> I think. So you know we're uh, <laughs> we're we're gonna go nuts with that one. But uh no, but in serious talk, like the print the playable cards that are getting printed in the set will be good.
0: So Yeah. Um see. I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to lock people out of the game with the fairy's puzzle box. Um like it's I, I think modern will remain in a good place. Um, I know a lot of people hate Bridgevine. Um, I think I'm like nostalgic for um, survival uh, from Legacy, so I'm I'm a little more forgiving of Bridgevine than a lot of people. Uh, but yeah, I like my my only my only sadness of, about a miss in modern uh, like Modern Horizons was Basking Rootwalla. Uh That would have been a cool one to have, but it probably would have made Bridgevine a little too good. so ah, it is what it is uh i i think i think we'll remain diverse i think the format will remain powerful and remain you know combo heavy but right now modern's very fair it has slowed down like i wanted to see um so you know i think with these fair decks getting more tools and goblins goblins is another deck that can pressure these unfair decks uh so that'll be cool too so i i I think modern can only get better, and that's not to say it's in a bad place right now. I think it's in a good place um and it's you know a few weeks ago you were scared of Karn, the great creator um now I'm laughing as my opponents resolve it when I have a stony silence in play uh but yeah uh, like wow yeah i I think it's uh i i I think we're headed in the right direction
2: See? uh. If I were going to add anything, you guys hit on a lot of points I agree with. I would just mention, I think Humans is probably going to be the deck to beat moving forward. They're going to have to adjust their mana base, but I suspect Giver of Runes is actually going to see play in that deck. Interesting. And Ranger, Captain of Eos, um, just the Humans guy I was talking to this weekend, he said this is probably playable for sure. It's one white-white for a human-soldier 3-3. Three, three. And when it ETBs, you get to search for a creature with CMC 1 or less. Put it into your hand and shuffle your library. And then really interesting text, sacrifice it. Your opponents can't cast non-creature spells this turn. Yeah, so, I don't
0: like that text.
2: <laughs> I'm sure you don't as a blue-white player. But with the mulligan rule, like when we saw at Mythic Championship London... Humans was just the dominant deck uh, as far as popularity and the ability to take control of the the Lennon Mulligan, but also open deck lists, which won't really be a thing moving forward. But I suspect just with the Lennon Mulligan rule and then these two additions, if they can find a way for Giver of Runes to be played, Humans will be the deck to beat in Modern.
0: Which has kind of been the story of the past year, right? Like, everything changes, and then we just come back to... You know humans is kind of what it seems like, right? like I'm not crazy, um like that's been kind of what we've seen for the past year, um so what are
1: they tutoring up with this? They're getting uh a like a lieutenant or is it lieutenant that I'm thinking, or what's the other guy?
0: yeah lieutenant's still that the your team, basically whatever they need, I would assume um like they oh, lieutenant,
2: lieutenant is c m c two so you can't get that
0: yeah,
1: it's there's another the one that's team. uh that's a one drop that.
2: I think Are he doesn't that,
1: uh, buff the other guys, he does just himself.
0: You talking Champion of the Parish?
1: Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That, you could I probably
2: mean... tutor up Giver of Runes if you really wanted to. So you think they're going to be main decking Giver of Runes? I think... I mean, again, you're going to have to adjust the mana base, but I think it will see play.
0: <laughs> Fair
2: enough. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of talk about the two planeswalkers from (coughs) War of the Spark. I want to mention these briefly. Uh, Karn and not Teferi. What's the one that you bought 100 of or something? Uh, Narset. Narset, thank you. These are kind of taking over legacy, vintage, and to some extent modern, but not as much. And there's a lot of clamor for these two to be banned. Do you guys have any input on this? Have you? Uh, Yeah, sell
1: now, sell now, Josh.
2: Sell
0: now. Uh, (laughs) My Narsets are up to four bucks a piece. Um, So
2: that's not what I'm asking.
0: uh, Yeah, no, like they're fine, man. Like, how are you going to ban that card in Legacy? They let Deathrite Shaman sit around for what six years, and maybe that's why they ban it in Legacy. No, like, come on, brainstorm is a is a burden on the format I understand it's a quote pillar but you know it's restricted in vintage I'm I'm one of those people that if it's restricted in vintage and not because of shops uh, it should probably be banned in legacy like I I fall I fall hard in that camp once again the caveat of not because of shops because <laughs> so there's a lot of stuff restricted in vintage because of shops so it it's like i don't know man like it's an inherently they're inherently fair cards they're they're asking you to play the game fairly um it, it's like adding leoval legacy which people did ask for but i still think it's wrong as for teferi you know he's very deal-withable people just don't want to stop playing whatever deck they've been playing for 16 years uh and adjust i th- i think the fact that miracles is finally getting new tools after getting you know, nuked into Oblivion and having to readjust in such a way and play so many clunky cards just to survive. Uh, I think it's awesome that they're finally getting a new breath of life uh, You know, just pushed into them. So, I I think leave Teferi and Narset alone. I can't speak on Vintage because I've been out of it for a while. Um, The only Vintage match I've played with Narset involved me having to break my own standstill while I had a Narset out, which was... I mean, I was still behind, but my opponent didn't get the draw cards. So, you know... It, like, that was the one interesting thing that's come up. But yeah, leave them alone. I think I think they're great for the format. I think having a shake-up in Legacy is perfectly acceptable. I just don't think the curmudgeons there want shake-ups. I think they want to play the same thing. Forever. I don't I don't think that's the case.
2: <laughs> okay. Freddie. any input on the two Planeswalkers in Legacy or Vintage?
1: You know, like, at face value, having played, like, the little bit that I have played in those two formats like it doesn't seem problematic for a narset or what was the other one karn it's
2: a fairy.
0: teferi
1: teferi oh,
2: no it's what? narset and karn those oh, are the two that teferi. everyone's i,
0: was about the fairy. I, I mean about karn. the new
1: like even with karn i don't even think karn is the issue i think it's like the micasimplates is like what i don't like to see but you know if it happens it happens like I. I'm of the mindset when I look at bands and things, it shouldn't be things that I don't like to see. It should be things that are actually problematic for the format, and I don't think either of those things are problematic for formats yet. So.
0: Where do you stand with it, Travis? Uh,
2: Just as someone who likes casting Brainstorm, I don't think Narset is long for this world in Legacy. I think he's gonna... (laughs) Yeah, Narset's a girl. She's going to kick the bucket. Wow. Karin will probably stick around. (laughs) Yeah, my fault. Yeah, I should be careful because it's going to be on like a TV show on Netflix. So might offend someone. Um, Matt Sperling and Rich Shea got into a conversation on Twitter today about both of them in vintage. Uh, Likely both of them will be gone in vintage as well. They're just so format warping, and uh, yeah, Matt Sperling was the one who went on a limb and said, within the next six months, we're going to see both of these either banned or restricted in Legacy and Vintage.
0: I think if it happens, it'll be for the wrong reason for what it's worth. I think it'll be because people hate change. Um, but yeah, I like I said, I haven't played a lot with them in the formats. I've just seen it played, and to me, I think it just opens up a new interesting element. Um, like Teferi, for example, in Sneak and Show, or not Sneak and Show, but Omni, Omni Show was pretty cool, um, Narset in there as well, just to kind of defend your combo a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm into that kind of stuff. I'm into change, um, and I think, uh, honestly, I think if they get banned in Legacy, um, I think it's gonna come from a place of, of resistance to change versus a place of what it's actually, it's actually doing. Because I, I, I think Brainstorm was a mistake of a card to begin with. That, that's coming from a blue player.
2: I mean, Brainstorm is extremely powerful, but they've gone pretty deep on defending it and making it a format staple. And that's one clue to me that Narset is definitely going to be gone in Legacy. I think for however good you think Narset is in Modern, it's exponentially better in Legacy. Because of the card. Oh, I don't disagree. Brainstorm and Ponder.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree, but Legacy's full of things that can kill you on turn one, so I, I have a hard time being upset when my opponent plays a, a three-mana thing that can be Red Blasted.
2: <laughs> okay, <laughs> yes, that's true. It can be, yeah, if you have the nuts, good for you, but once it sticks, it's so difficult to get rid of.
0: Yeah, I am I'm I'm sure it's not easy, but like I said, I complained about Deathrite Shaman for 5 years. So if they uh if they if they ban uh Narset like that quickly, uh I I will lose a lot of faith in the curation of that
2: format. Okay. Cuz I think I mean, playing with Deathrite Shaman, I think Deathrite Shaman is less of a problem than Narset. So Yeah, I um... think
0: Deathrite Shaman warped an entire format around
2: uh, yeah, that's what Narset's doing. But so, for the,
1: so my question on Narset, is it the, the draw effect that you think is Absolutely overpowered?
2: Yeah. Um to be fair, with the London Mulligan rule, in Legacy specifically, we'll probably see Black Red Reanimator on the chopping block more than anything, just because so many people are going to be pushing for it. But if people start like mainboarding surgical or um going, like, extra deep on Force, like, if they want to play Force of Negation in addition to Force of Will, they'll be able to counteract those decks. Then I think Narset will be on the chopping block because the blue decks just can't play against it. And blue is, like, a staple but, in la- Legacy.
1: But you now have eight cards to deal with it with no mana available.
2: Uh, you're not wrong. Uh, and it's it basically boils down to do you have it or do you not and then you know can you answer your opponent's narset it, the games are going to warp around it and it's not really magic uh, Okay. that's my thought
0: yeah
1: i mean i mean neither is <laughs> mono red prison, but you know it's still
0: legal <laughs> yeah it's the same argument i had against deathrite shaman like it's it's literally the, the same issue that i i had the the games resolved, uh, revolved around this board state that shouldn't have existed of you in a stalemate with uh with your deathrite shamans just sitting there forever waiting to play Russian roulette more or less, um, so I like I think if they let that go unchecked for that long they should give us a little more time with Narset to let it shake out.
2: And they said as much in the announcement today that they w- didn't have any decks or cards that they're going to target with BNR changes. Yeah, but, but I think it's on the Spe- horizon.
0: Speaking of BNR, do you think uh, these changes to the Mulligan rules will affect some of the things we'll see come off <laughs> the list or are no longer able to come off the list?
2: That's a good question. Uh, yeah, so I mentioned in Legacy, Black Red Reanimator my first thought. That's where I would go if I had one more Badlands. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> it's really expensive. I don't have four. Uh, in Modern, I suspect Neoform will likely... Be on the chopping block. Uh, unlike you guys, I think the deck is bannable, and with a little more tuning, maybe not even. This deck looks super clean to me. Uh, we'll see it. Uh, kick the bucket. Yeah,
0: I don't. I don't disagree that it's bannable. Um, I just don't think it's that scary personally. <laughs> like I could, I could 100% see them banning it, and like I wouldn't, I wouldn't bat an eye at it. And that's kind of how I was with like Golgari Grave Troll when they rebanned that. Um, like I was like, oh, okay, I, I get it. Um, and that's kind of how I'd be with Neoform as well. Like it, it is doing something inherently unfair, which sucks because if they hit Neoform, there are a smattering fair decks that have popped up with that card that are really fun to play. Um, so I, if they hit it, if they hit the deck, I hope they hit something not Neoform.
2: Okay. I have one last question for you guys on the current state of Modern, specifically on the card Force of Negation. So going into Modern Horizon spoiler season, everyone was suspecting Counterspell, Days, Force of Will, like some sort of blue card that was going to allow Modern to slow down. Do you guys think Force of Negation is going to be potent enough to slow Modern down a turn or two?
0: uh yeah honestly like i think we're already seeing control do it um like i said um humans is the most played deck but the second most played deck is blue white um you know we're seeing tron picking back up of course but we're also seeing uh, amulet titan on the rise which isn't the fastest combo deck um you know they can do some pretty busted stuff but at the end of the day they, they grind you out and then kill you with their their titan on like turn four or whatever um but yeah, like, I, I think we're already seeing it slow down. Um, and I think we'll continue to see that uh, Force of Negation will uh, make these combo decks think twice about going all in, uh, which I, I really appreciate.
2: And you, Freddy? What are your thoughts on Force of Negation impacting Modern?
1: Like, at my first glance, I think with Force of Negation, it's going to be enough to make you... So I'm going to look at it through the lens of Phoenix. Do I really want to jam a turn to Manamorphose into nothing? And I think a lot of times my answer is no. I want to have something to back it up, but I don't know. Like it's it's hard to say. Um, I think if I'm playing a blue if I'm playing, you know, some like humans or whatever, yeah, I'm just I'm going for it. But if I'm playing against a control deck or I'm playing against um I feel like it puts you in an odd spot where you either have to go all in and potentially get blown out that turn, or you, you know, you just lose the long game anyway. So, uh, I think it definitely gives propensity to certain decks uh, to deal with some of those like more combo s decks or the actual combo decks. Uh, so, I mean, t- time will tell, but I think it has the potential to. And you know, as Josh said, I feel like blue white definitely um, has been getting consistently a little better. Uh, here and there from the last couple of printings, and with the new planeswalkers and everything, uh, yeah, I think we've got potential there. So we'll see what do happens.
2: You, do you envision playing this in the main of Phoenix at all?
1: I don't think it's a main deck card. I, I don't know. I'm like I'm trying to think right now. What are my flex spots that, I, like, what am I cutting for this? Maybe I cut Gutshot for it. Yes um (laughs) not in our meta like because i will never cut that shot in our meta but (laughs) (laughs) no but in all seriousness maybe you know maybe that's the thing a gut shot goes to the sideboard or maybe i get rid of negates in the sideboard maybe i get rid of you know a dispel like
2: this is way better than negate, right
0: yeah i agree
1: yeah i so i think there's You know, if it's on my turn and I need to negate something, it's a turn slower, but like being able to do something on your turn, uh, you know, get rid of your main one of your main threats or some sort of pump spell or whatever it's gonna be depending on the matchup. You know, maybe it is. Um I'm not a brewer by nature. I am a Let's look at this list i understand why this plays this uh and then when i start looking at our meta or i start looking at something else hey maybe this card fits here better because of this like i me coming up with like a full 75 list like just on my own it's not my nature i'm not there um, because i feel like there's so many more people who just do it better than i will so with the time and the money that I have to put into the game, I look at somebody else to say, hey, this is what's been putting up results. Okay, how can I make this work for me?
2: That's fair. I can take that. Uh, I guess I'll ask Gilbert, in blue-white, do you envision playing this in the main? Yeah, I'll probably be on two. Um,
0: There's a few other decks I've been messing around with, too. I'm in a Discord for um, people who play blue-red control. Uh, It's more of a support group at this point, really. <laughs> uh, but uh um, yeah we've been tinkering around the list uh the deck that deck definitely is getting some new life breathed into it between uh force of negation and magmatic sinkhole um but yeah i i envision myself playing two in each of those decks um i like i'm definitely going to be messing around with blue red control a bit with narset with puzzle box with magmatic sinkhole um and then with blue white gonna probably do two main and a third in the side. Um just simply with what I've been tinkering around with. They'll just replace my Dovin's vetoes most likely. Uh that's a sweet card and I'll probably have to relegate it to the sideboard. But just having having the defense and being able to put my defenses down um to play my planeswalker so I can start winning the game is huge.
2: Okay. Interesting. Uh yeah I think it's got a home in blue white for sure because the combo with Jace is so nice hmm okay yeah, well okay oh,
0: just, just being able to tap down for him and not have to worry about blowback is is just so huge
2: okay so let's dive into our last topic this is what would you play in the modern playoffs so this is a magic online tournament 622 so the date is important because that means modern horizons would be legal Uh, And this is a tournament I'm currently qualified for, but I don't think Infect is exactly what I want to do, so I'm really interested to hear, what would you guys play if you were qualified for the Modern Playoff 622?
0: Um, Yeah, I play my current blue whitelist probably, but updated with Force of Negation and probably Puzzle Box. Um, I'm really, really high on Puzzle Box. I have Played a total of three games with it, and uh, it's been uh, been pretty. <laughs> but you're the one
2: you're the one who's going to get Narset banned.
0: Yeah, probably. Um, so, <laughs> uh, no, like pretty stock list. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna be upping my surgical extraction count. I think that's really important in like the meta as a whole right now. Um, I'll be going up to two in the main instead of just one, um, and I'll likely be cutting little to from the main and going down to one every uh, hero, Dominaria, and running uh, two puzzle for quite a while. So that's likely what I'll play. Uh, notably, I'll also be playing uh, Two Vendillion Clicks and a Gaia Reach Sanitarium. Um, basically Jeez. just N- Narset Blue-White. Um, it, uh, it just top 32, the Modern Challenge more. Um I believe it was Tom White who did it. Um, I'm just using his list as a basis. I don't like only two Wraths, but I I, I think it's probably reasonable.
2: Okay, good answer. Freddie, what would you play if you were playing? Uh,
1: Assuming I have access to any cards I want.
2: Yes, of course.
1: um, I would say that I would either. I'd probably be most comfortable playing Phoenix. um, And I think that's probably what I would lean towards because I really enjoy the deck. Like, I. I really enjoy playing it. I enjoy, like, what it does. Uh, or I would possibly take a dive into humans.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Those, those would be my top two picks, um, just based on my play style and what I like to do. Um, I would like to say burn, but I just feel like burn's got uh, some uphill battles right now. I think Force Negation is going to be a problem in the blue-white match. like With blue-white being the most play, one of the most played decks, um, I don't want to register burn as my seventy-five, like, <laughs> uh, and I'm not afraid of.
0: Well, they're all timing of... in the main, right? So I mean, as...
1: yeah, I guess it's not as bad of a beating. It still comes in like post board though in most lists. Um, yeah. You know, Bane Slayer Angel. Like, granted, if you get to that point, like, I probably already lost anyways. But it's just like there's there's a lot of stuff there, and maybe the new lands are enough to speed it up, just enough to get there in time, but. Uh if I was doing the modern playoff where like I'm trying to go all in and win win a tournament, like I wanna play one of the best decks and I think that's either for me Phoenix or humans.
2: I, I wanna ask just quickly, how many fiery Islet do you think Phoenix plays?
1: Uh I ordered a play set for it. So I think it's probably I think it's a non-zero number, but I'm guessing it's probably going to settle on three or four. Okay. Uh,
2: I, do it. <laughs> I lied to you guys. I would play infect. So, uh... <laughs> yeah. I Color I'm... me shocked. <laughs> yeah, I know. Scale up <laughs> with Kiki Jiki on the side. You know, you know, we we got to do what you got to do. My <laughs> uh... oh, man. No. Oh. Pro- the the sideboard is actually jam-packed. Uh, there's just so many unique cards the deck loses to, so there's no real room there to mess around if I was actually trying to win a tournament right. and, not, and not just be a meme lord. Okay, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I think there's going to be a shift towards Infect. Like, currently, we're 1% of the meta. I think we might become 2% with scale-up.
0: I, maybe I, even 2.1 jokes <laughs> aside I agree with you I definitely think that deck's going to pick up pace um yeah I like
2: I think it'll be cool uh,
0: <laughs> I just want to try to fit Mage's Charm in blue white man <laughs>
2: I was going to ask you like cause that card is also like oh my gosh there's so many modes that are useful at different yeah, points
0: it's just so hard like I hate cryptic command right now. Like I'm gonna go on record saying that. And oh man, I like basically I'm gonna wait and see what Gabriel Nassif does. Um, it, like I I tend to stick I, adhere to his list pretty well. Everybody was off terminus for a long time, and he's been back on it, so I've been back on it, and my games have felt less miserable. Um, but yeah, like. I don't know, man. Like, Cryptic has been so clunky lately. Um, And so between Charm and fof, like, there's things I want to play. And I'll definitely mess around, and I'll definitely lose a bunch with it. But, um, yeah, like, I want Charm to be good. I also want Kaya's Guile to be good, so I'll be playing Esper at some point as well.
2: If you Archmage's Charm, my Glistener Elf, I'll be so upset with you.
0: I'm going to do it. Like, you know it's going to happen at some point.
2: Gain control and kill me with my infector. I will be so mad. <laughs> like,
0: I, I can only wow. imagine the look on your face.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty animated when we play $5 Modern. If, if, we, play, if, if, if we play, you know, $70 entry fee GPs, I, I have a pretty stone cold poker face, so. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. I think that's gonna close it for this week. Uh where can people find you on the internet, Freddie?
1: Uh you can find me on the internet on some questionable websites. No, just kidding. I'm on <laughs> Instagram <laughs> and Twitch as ClassConfredo eighty six. I was young and I needed gold pieces, dude.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Gilbert, where can we find you?
0: Twitter and Instagram at ours is the fury <laughs> and, and uh, then tw- Twitch at Eldenari. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I had to throw a curveball in there.
0: <laughs> For real.
2: <laughs> okay, and you can find me on Twitter at Travis underscore 8427 and twitch.tv backslash Travis 8427. We'll see you guys next week and hopefully between now and then, Gilbert and I will improve on our two and two records. That's I'll probably
1: man. I'll probably decrease on mine, so
2: You can also find me at Grinder Rs of the Fairy.
1: <laughs> oh no. <laughs>